the podcast, it's the podcast, it's the podcast, it's the podcast where I talk about the things that are happening in the world. The podcast, it's the podcast, it's the podcast, it's the podcast where I talk about the things that are happening in the world. It's me. Yes, that's right, it is me, and this is the first in a series of weekly podcasts which are going to be looking at the events of the world. It will take the format of a top five and it will look at five things that I personally have found important this week. It will contain some things probably that you're aware of and hopefully some slightly more obscure things that you're not aware of. Uh, it's kind of an offshoot of my blogging website which is speakuponstuff.wordpress.com where I basically rant about the various injustices that I see in the world. Uh, there are lots of different things on there, some political things, some things about education, some things about the media and some other odd bits as well, bits of sport and various other things. Give that a little read if you are so inclined if you are not so inclined read it anyway because the views all count okay so i'm gonna crack straight on and give you the countdown for the top five i've made a little jingle and a little jingle goes like this it is time for the top five the top five things happening this week what will they be In at number five, it is the Chet Evans case. You've probably seen this. There has been lots and lots of conflicting opinions on this. Lots of people saying that it was wrong for them to involve the girl's previous sexual partners. Lots of people saying it was wrong the way the trial went about. There was insinuations of bribery bandied around that the prosecution paid, I think, £50,000 for any information, which is fairly atrocious but I think it's an issue which people are very quick to accuse and very short to actually look up a lot of the information. I read an article by a secret barrister at thesecretbarrister.com which was very enlightening about 10 myths busted and it was basically saying that although yes her previous sexual partners were interviewed it is not as some agencies such as Women Against Rape and that sort of thing were saying it is not setting a precedent for future cases it's a law that's been in place for a long time and it's about meeting all the requirements of that law whether what's being said is actually relevant and in this case you can argue for or against the fact that it was but that law is there for that reason if it's pertinent to the case I don't think it's going to start setting a dangerous precedent in the future. Um, the other thing that people were quite miffed about was the fact that his sentence had actually expired. It was an overturning of his case after he'd served his 2.5 years of the five-year sentence. So was it worth actually getting the prosecution, the victim to come back, or the alleged victim, to come back and prosecute again? I mean, I would say no. I don't think that's particularly necessary because he's already done his sentence. He just wanted to clear his own name, I suppose, which if he didn't do it, then fair enough. But I think it's a lot of trauma for someone to go through to have to sort of retell that three years down the line on the balance of all probability. But yeah, it's probably wrong. Probably pretty wrong, but I think it's about not jumping down people's throats and being very quick to accuse when actually the full facts of the case are much, much more complex than people make you believe. I think scaremongering from people like the Women Against Rape charity, I think that's really bad because obviously they're meant to be an authority on the subject and they are now 
starting a sort of fear-mongering session where they're saying women are going to be more scared to come forward and it's a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy because women will hear that and think oh well if they're saying that then it must be true it's really dangerous for people like that to be coming out and making outlandish statements without particularly knowing the full impact of the laws and how they actually are implemented in a court so yeah overall I would say did they do it? I don't know but did that case get conducted in the right way? probably not probably not but it was nowhere near the sort of abuse from both sides that people were giving out I mean the fact that a lot of these what they call meninists or whatever they want to call themselves wankers I think uh, came out in support of Ched Evans saying she was scumming all this and revealing her identity when it's anonymous obviously that's very far on the wrong side of lunacy but the idea of bribery that's something that might come back to bite them on the arse but there's no real way to tell at the moment that was the number five thing happening this week Chad Evans, Chad Evans is he a rapist, is he a rapist, no in at number four it is the Great Barrier Reef this is probably something you might not have seen but there was a few articles one of them a sort of obituary for the Great Barrier Reef uh, which is an interesting read I'll put the link to that when I put the blog up it's been around for 25 million years and most of it is now gone. There were lots and lots of animals living in the Barry Reef which have been destroyed thanks to human activity. So well done to us. I think the sort of destruction of the world which seems to be increasing, lots of things seem to be going downhill, more greenhouse gases, global warming obviously increasing which doesn't help things like subcultures or cultures of animals which need cold water or which need certain conditions which are changing as a result of human interactions. I'm not sure that we're doing enough. I don't think we have the institution or the will of the people to do enough. I don't think people are fully aware of the repercussions. This is something that probably hasn't been reported on because it's not pertinent to an agenda or a narrative that most newspapers and media agencies like to report. They don't like you to think about, you know, the world tanking while they're still making money out of things like coal and oil and gas and things that might bring about the destruction of other animals, other creatures, other other beings which are not ourselves because humanity in most people's minds is the pinnacle of evolution. Obviously that's not true but that is what a lot of people are led to believe from what you see. So hopefully that one's something you haven't heard of and will discover more information about, but it's important that these things get mentioned, I think, in areas like this because they're things that you don't often see on the news or on the TV or in newspapers. And the reasoning for that, as I've just explained, is many-fold, but it's generally because it's not what people want to hear, it's not what people like to hear, and there's not enough that we are really doing about it and I don't think it's within people's interests that are millionaires to start pointing out injustices in the world when they're actually doing precisely the opposite to help them. Goodbye the Great Barrier Reef 25 million years ago you came and now you're gone that was number four. 
In at number three, it is a Donald Trump story. Of course, you've got to have one in the top five of things that are going on. That's pretty much what the whole world is talking about at the moment. But it's about uh, something I've seen about the amount of time Donald Trump goes on about the election being rigged and he's created these election watch positions for people to watch Democrats and make sure they're not rigging the election in some convoluted manner that he supposes everyone does when actually it's incredibly difficult to do things like fake being somebody else, impersonate someone else. I think there's been about 32 reported cases of it in the last 15 years. But basically what he's trying to do is destroy the illusion of democracy and make out as if everyone else is doing something wrong when they're not voting for him and that simply by not voting for him if he doesn't win then there's been some sort of conspiracy against him which unfortunately a lot of his supporters are for some reason buying into and believing that he's some sort of high and mighty guy that's going to have everyone's vote unless there's some underhand cheating going on to rob him of his position. I don't think it's particularly helpful that people are believing him and he's inciting violence saying that Hillary Clinton should be in jail saying that she's the worst person in the world and when you just look down his record for five minutes and see that he's about a thousand times worse it's it's really strange because he is the master of manipulation he's managed to somehow frame himself in his own mind and the mind of his supporters as the victim as if he's being attacked when actually you look at what he does and he's the most aggressive businessman you'll ever meet and He's just a despicable human being, but seems to think in his own egotistical head that the world's against him for some bizarre reason. I mean, I'm not sure what's going to happen post-election when he loses, which is looking inevitable. But I imagine it's not going to be pretty, because a lot of people are on his side in the belief that there's some sort of conspiracy against him and that people are somehow cheating the system, I'm not sure quite, I'm not sure they've explained really how how that cheating's meant to come about, but that's, facts are important to them as we know. So, it's going to set a dangerous precedent after the election on the 8th of November, let's cross our fingers and hope that we don't get the sort of mass hysteria and panic and hate crime that happened in this country post-Brexit. Donald Trump, what is he after? Donald Trump is a walking disaster Donald Trump wants to build a wall Put him on the other side and we'll have a ball That was number three Okay, I'm gonna have to mention the old Brexit furore on time, fortunately I'm putting this in number two because I don't want to give it the power of having number one I don't think it deserves it It's just basically an omni shambles to use the words of one Malcolm Tucker it's a complete disaster already it's not even begun there is no Brexit we're not post Brexit we're still pre Brexit we're not even mid Brexit and everything has gone to shit uh, what I want to speak about though is how different people's opinions are from the actual reality of the situation. Uh, a few polls were done about immigration control and people said in this country 42% of people put immigration as their top concern but comparatively we are 10th in the world for the number of immigrants 
Not even in the world, in the EU. We're tenth highest in the EU for the number of immigrants we take on. But people give it as, 42% of people think it's the most important thing. It's just, it's ridiculous. I don't understand what people's thought process is on that one. Uh, there were other polls done about what people would actually be willing to give up in terms of monetary loss for a comparative reduction in immigration and unbelievably people said that most people I think it was about 60% of people said they would not take any monetary loss to keep immigration levels the same uh, when they polled Brexiters I think they said 30% of them would give up 5% of their pay to reduce immigration completely which is baffling but still I mean it's what one third of the people who voted for immigration laws would actually give up money for it and pretty much I think it was 90% of Remainers wouldn't give up anything and this is what the this is what the election the referendum was fought on primarily immigration that is what a lot of the media spin and what a lot of the corporate interests and the narrative of this story was framed around immigration and reducing immigration and then as soon as it happens oh look we're out of the single market if we reduce immigration where there's no freedom of movement for us across the EU of course I'm not sure what they were hoping to happen for us to be able to just say oh we'll just come to you but you can't come to us sorry and the EU are meant to swallow this and say fine this, I mean it's complete and utter lunacy and now you've got the man who forces into this decision running around being uncovered as having written a pro-EU newspaper column two days before he came out in support of the Leave campaign and he says I did it as a joke to test my willingness or to test my resolve to the Leave campaign I mean are people buying this seriously are people buying that this isn't this is real is Boris Johnson is a, is he a real human being I'm not sure he certainly doesn't look like one. He certainly doesn't act like one. But then we're supposed to trust him as a foreign secretary to win over other nations with his wit and his charm and his bumbling idiocy and arrogance about the world. I would rather have an oven glove with a face painted on it. Boris, we loved you when you were just dangling from a wire. Now die. In that number one is something I have been toying with. I've not been sure what to put here, but I think uh, it's going to be a specific subject, which is part of a more wide-ranging melee and deluge of awfulness which is the fact that still there's a persistence to continue with academising schools and turning schools into private run businesses as it were where you take away the public ownership of a school and put it into corporate hands that somehow improves the quality of the school um, I've been speaking to a head teacher about this recently who is opposed completely to academies his school is in financial difficulty they don't know one year to the next what how many teachers are going to be allocated that sort of thing but he steadfast refuses to become an academy he advises his board to not become an academy because it just takes money from the public purse into private hands and it turns the school into a business 
and it turns a place where you're meant to be educating people for the future into a place where you're trying to make as much money as possible and make cuts on various things that might actually be important so you get from a position where you're catering for everybody to a position where you're catering for the few to allow yourself to remain open. This is a wide ranging issue because you get look at things like the NHS which is becoming more and more likely to be fully privatised the way it's been hyped up as if as if the NHS is failing when actually it's because it's not getting enough money and they've managed to frame that in a way that says the NHS is failing not that let's actually give it some more money and stop paying millions and millions of pounds to these other things not like stop paying millions and millions of pounds to techniques and schemes which don't work which have been proved not to work but then they continue to say have come positively you look at the amount of things that have gone from public ownership to private ownership and improved and I will be very impressed if you see one trains look at the public ownership of trains there was a high level of public approval now there's a unequivocally low level of public approval and then you get things like strikes because they're not being paid correctly or they're being laid off or they're being given less hours would that happen when it was under public ownership it's you can't say conclusively but it's highly highly unlikely the shifting to a free market economy these ideas that everything will be better if it's privatized is ludicrous it won't the idea is if you put money into something in the correct place money's not always the answer by the way it's not always let's give them loads of money and they'll sort it out it's looking at where the money's needed and where the money isn't needed and there's a lot of areas that we can save money and a lot of areas where we need to give more money but to say that we just need to sell it off to a private owner and it will suddenly become more profitable or it'll work better for the public is never going to happen because the idea of private ownership is it's in the hands of someone who wants to make more money and they will do whatever they can to make more money so yeah academies bad idea the whole idea of private ownership of public property atrocious idea that was the top five the top five things happening this week now you know what they are you clever bastard